When you think of a nutrition plan, do you picture a food prison? having to eat exactly the same foods each and every day and being bored out of your mind doing so. Guess what? It most definitely does not need to be that way. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. So welcome back to the show, Alphas. Uh, my name's Andy Naylor, CEO and founder of Naylor Body Design and host of your Optimal Alpha podcast. Welcome back to a new episode. How have things been for you over this last week? I hope all is well and good. So today we're delving into food flexibility. Um, we know with our uh, high-level clients that we work with, and in fact, all clients, in fact, I, I would say most fitness enthusiasts the world around, nutrition would be the area that most people struggle with, understandably so. And there are many different areas of that, whether it be just simply understanding macros, understanding calories, whatever it might be, it's a complicated area. Well, it actually isn't a complicated area. It's just that humans are really good at overcomplicating absolutely everything, and nutrition being one of the good areas of that to decide to overcomplicate, we all do it. But flexibility is another area of nutrition that I think is misunderstood. And today we're just going to delve into that a little bit. So we're going to understand a few things. So first of all, how strict does a meal plan actually need to be? How, so on the other side of that, how flexible could it be? Okay. What can be flexible? What are the areas that we could be flexible with and would be smart to be flexible with? And how do we actually do it? And why be flexible anyway with our food? Why? What are we even talking about here? So those are the key areas that we're going to delve in today. As always, let's get started. So how strict does a meal plan, a food plan, a nutrition plan, whatever the heck you want to call it, how strict does it need to be? Well, of course, that depends on your goal. It also depends on your experience, I suppose, uh, uh, is, is another way of putting it, but it depends on the goal. If the, let's, let's take it to an extreme. If the goal is to get on stage and compete in a physique show, a bodybuilding show or something like that, then there is very little doubt that you need to be on the stricter end of the scale. Right? That is just a given. If you want to live a long, healthy, productive life um, you know, with those sort of just just being able to go through life, knowing that you're ticking the box of nutrition, but not being held to it, then you can be a lot more flexible than probably you think and probably the dieting industry would have you believe. It's all goal and purpose dependent. Now, let me start by saying this. The stricter you are, in other words, the least amount, least amount of things that you change, the easier it is to know what's going on. And when it comes to progressing your health your physique, your strength, your muscle gain, your fat loss. It is, you will be more successful when you know what's going on. And I mean, you know what's going on. Most people are throwing mud at a wall and seeing what sticks. That's a little bit harsh, but it's true. It's really true. The amount of people that say to me, oh, you know, my nutrition is about 80% there. And 
and and that's 80% there with that person's current level of understanding. And respectfully, the general level of understanding of nutrition isn't great. And that's nobody's fault because, I mean, I don't remember being taught calories, macros, nutrition, food quality, food preparation, food store, like everything to do. I wasn't taught that at school. Were you? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I mean, I went to school in the sort of early 90s in the UK and we had a cookery class, but it was just like bring shit in and make a cake. Like it was nothing to do with here's food. Here's what it is. Here's how it keeps you alive. Like here's how to look after yourself with it. None of that was taught to us. Maybe it was to you. I bet there's a high chance you're sitting there going, yeah, I didn't learn much either. Or it was there and I paid no attention because right at that time in my life, there were other things more interesting going on. So the stricter you are, the easier it is to know what's going on. Strictness and consistency are very close friends here. Example, if you eat, let's just imagine you eat the exact same foods each day for the same amounts at the same times. Okay, so you just eat exactly the same, three or four meals exactly, and people do. You might be cringing at that idea right now. It's actually way easier than you think. But let's imagine that's the case. If we're looking at this from an experimental point of view, you will now know very easily if one of those foods or one of those meals, for example, doesn't sit well with your tummy, doesn't digest well, doesn't make you feel good, you're going to be able to tell very easily. Why? Because you're doing the same things every day something starts to go a little bit amiss, you'll be able to go, well, I felt weird after meal number two and meal number two has this food in it and that food isn't anywhere else in my day. So, hmm, there's a good chance my body doesn't like that food. That's a smart way about going around nutrition. That might already be way too analytical for you. I understand, that's okay, that's fine. But it would still be useful. If the best outcome is the goal, then the mechanics of what's happening underneath must be a focus, okay? Um, you'll also be able to tell if what you're eating is too much, too little, or just right for you in terms of a caloric amount, a macro breakdown, based on the composition or just out the composition goal or the outcome that you have in front of you, whether that be fat loss, muscle gain, um, health performance, stress relief, sleep optimization, whatever the thing is, nutrition is going to play a part in that. <clears throat> if you're doing the same things day in and day out, it's very easy to work out if what you're doing, oh, I'm, I seem to be putting weight on and I want to actually get lighter. Okay. You now know that what you're doing every day on a consistent level isn't right, but it was easy to work that out because you were doing the same thing every day. So, but also on the flip side of that, if you as an individual are too strict, what will happen is, is you'll fall massively off that plan, probably binge your way through the weekend and buy by any ability to judge anything anyway. Understand? So there is a balance somewhere down the middle for us all. Some people will eat exactly the same uh, so exactly the same foods every single day and i've done that nothing wrong with that some people won't be able to do that that's okay the further down the flexibility route you go the more challenging it will be to have a clue what the bloody hell is going on but there, there should be a balance because if you are not good at being strict and you try to be very strict and then every weekend you binge your face off then that's not wise either so to give you an example, I mean, even for my last physique show, which my goodness uh, is a few years ago now, I think I was maybe 39, maybe like three or four years ago, I can't remember. That's me getting ready for a physique show where there is no doubt the goal is be fatless. And I do mean fatless, okay? Which is way leaner than most people think that that actually is. I, we have a lot of people approach us and they say, oh, you know, I'm, I think I'm about 15% body fat. And in truth, they're about 25 
people's understanding of body fat levels is massively skewed. People think that they can get to naught percent. You're dead by the time you hit three, in my understanding. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's, if you can get sub 10%, you've done a really good job. And that is not a lot of people. You, you know, certainly if you're a male listening to this, you've got more fat on your back than you have any idea about. I guarantee you that. And certainly on the lower portion of your back. Now, there'll be some of you out there who that, that, that statement doesn't fit, of course. But for the vast majority of us, our back is carrying way more fat than we have any idea about. Have you ever seen striations in your back and veins running across it? Chances are, maybe no. But that's when you would have a lean back. And that's incredibly difficult to get to. Anyway, so even when I was getting ready for that show, there would be about 70, well, say 20 to 30% of my daily food I would allow to be flexible in some way, but only a little bit. But it would not be the same every day. And this is getting ready for a high-level national show. So what would I actually change? Well, it would be just a protein source, maybe just a carb source. It would be something small enough to keep me sane, because we're talking about 16 weeks of flat-out dieting and preparation for a show, 16 weeks of not putting a foot wrong. It's, it's challenging, I can tell you. But so I would change enough to keep me sane, but not too much that I wouldn't know exactly what was going on and exactly what to expect. So even though I could, I was making these changes, I still knew exactly what weight I was going to go bed at and exactly what weight I was going to wake up at within reason. Because everything else in my life would have been exactly the same and consistent. I was just changing maybe a protein source for this and a carb source for that. Nothing much, but enough to keep me. I got through another day. I got for another day. So. And that's still pretty strict, to be fair. So for most people, a good deal of flexibility is actually very possible. But it takes education. It takes education. It takes a good understanding of what and how and when to change something in a plan to allow it to be flexible. Right? You can't just be swapping stuff in and out and call that, call that flexibility and then think that you're going to be anywhere near where you want to end up. That's just eating what the fuck you want. Eating what the fuck you want and being flexible to a plan are not the same game. And I think it's this misinformation or just lack of knowledge that trip folk up when they're trying to be quote unquote flexible. If you can just eat the same stuff every single day, all things considered, it's just easier. But if you cannot do that, one, why can you not do that? Come at me with all your bullshit excuses right now as to why you can't eat the same foods every day. Go on, throw them at me. In fact, go and look in a mirror and tell yourself the, 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 the absolute limiting beliefs and bullshit stories of why you can't eat the same foods every day. Because it's whatever you tell yourself, it's utter shite. Think about this. All it is, it's, it's just your mind wanting some degree of control or perceived control over the fact that you can eat what you want when you want. If I locked you up in a prison okay, and just gave you the exactly the same three meals, and I mean not just three different meals are the same every day, but the three exact same meals. Let's say I just gave you oats with whey mixed in it three times a day every day. You'd bloody well eat it and you'd be thankful for it. As there are right now, think about this. Here we are sitting about talking about first world problems, about wanting flexibility in our food. 
It's a fucking first world problem. Understand that. Why? There are millions, millions of people in this world who, quite frankly, would kill for the same three meals every day. Understand that. When you, in your own little world, and me too, sit there and go, you know, I just want flexibility in my diet. It's a little bit pathetic to a degree when we consider what's going on out there in some other parts of the world. It's important. That's perspective, right? Take that bit of perspective and just sit with it for a moment because suddenly it makes us wanting to, well, you know, have three different choices of protein powder and, well, I, you know, I can't eat chicken for two meals a day because it's, it's the same food. Shut the fuck up. Get a little bit of fortitude. So one, ask yourself, why can't you eat the same foods? And now come at me with a decent excuse. And then two, understand how much do you actually really need to be flexible to keep sustainability. In other words, if you can't keep sustainability and consistency in your meal plan and you need some flexibility, like that's understandable. That's a lot of people. But how much do you need? How, how much flexibility do you need? I can tell you it's not actually as much as you think it will be. You don't need to change everything every day to be able to you know, hold yourself to a meal plan. In fact, that isn't a meal plan, okay? You do not need all different meals. It might only just be a few little food changes that you need daily, a few little swaps, or maybe it's just different spices, different cooking methods, different timing. There are other ways to be smart about flexibility or creating perceived flexibility that will get you through another day. Right, so what can be flexible and how can we actually go about doing it? So let me give you some easy ways to think about this. <clears throat> first of all, let's look at food swaps. That's the first thing that comes to everybody's mind. Oh, you know, so I can't eat, I've got fish for my dinner. I, I'm getting bored of fish for my dinner. Okay, I get that, right? Um, one, why? Ask yourself why. Uh, but let's imagine we wanna change that. So. It's simple. Um, let's, okay, let's take a simple fish, rice, and vegetable meal, right? So that's, say, your evening meal, right? That sounds super boring, but we, could, we can do a hell of a lot with that. But let's say that. So how can we make that meal flexible? So one, we can change the protein source. Fish doesn't have to just be fish. Well, it could be a different type of fish, as long as it was just a protein fish and maybe not a, a fat uh, containing fish such as salmon or trout or something like that, because then we're starting to play around with macros. So let's say we've got a white fish. Well, that could be another white fish. It could become prawns. It could become uh, very lean turkey mince. It could become chicken breast. It could become um, uh, egg white omelet. Anything. So if we if we're taking a a just a protein source, it's not protein and carbs, but protein and fats, not fats and carbs. It's just protein as a macronutrient then we can swap it within reason for any other protein source. You could swap it with whey if you'd like, but whey, rice, and vegetables is a weird, weird-ass meal. If you want to do it, you probably could. So you can swap the fish for another just protein source. You couldn't swap that white fish for salmon. You could if you dealt with the fats that the salmon give you somewhere else in the day. Getting a little complicated now, isn't it? So keep things simple. You've got white fish. Maybe choose a different white fish that has a different texture, okay? Or maybe use prawns. Maybe use any other very lean protein. You could change the carb source. So we've got rice at the moment. Uh, maybe it's white rice. Maybe simply changing it to brown rice. It's actually quite a big difference. Very different in texture. 
maybe quinoa, maybe change it to uh, white potatoes, sweet potatoes, maybe even pasta. It's just carbs for carbs within reason. I know if I changed white rice to pasta, my stomach would not thank me for it one bit at all. The wheat of a pasta and the, the bloating nature of a pasta to me would, would stuff me right up. So that would be a bad swap for me, but it would be a great swap for somebody else. Okay, so we've now got the potential of changing the protein for probably about five of the proteins, the potential of changing the carb for maybe another four or five different carbs. Right now, um, we could possibly change how the protein is actually cooked. In fact, how anything is actually cooked. So let's imagine we take the protein and let's imagine we bake that protein. Right. Then we could roast that protein. So we could bake it, we could roast it, we could stir fry it. Is it in big chunks? Is it in small chunks? Is it, rather than being a chicken breast, is it a chicken mince? My goodness, we've now taken just the same food, but manipulated how many different ways we can cook it. And what we're talking about here is actually texture. This is a big thing. If you change the texture of a food, suddenly the food becomes so, so much different. Then you've got the vegetables. Well, you've now got a world of stuff that you can change here. So you can now change, if you know, any green vegetables are swappable for any green vegetables. Right. So let's say you're using broccoli and green beans. You could use courgette and spinach. You could do. It doesn't matter. And again, how do you cook it? Have you boiled them all? Have you stir fried them? Have you roasted them? We've taken one meal here. And just by looking at food swaps and um, cooking styles, methods, I've just given you unlimited flexibility. How about we look at something else? How about how we spice something, herb something? I don't eat anything that isn't spiced or herbed. I don't eat every protein I eat will have some sort of spice, herb, rub on it. Not a marinade, but a rub, a spice, something that carries no calories. The moment you start to play around with spices, your world changes completely. Now, you could take the same piece of chicken and change the spices from tandoori to char-grilled chicken to barbecued. Suddenly, your meal is so different. You've actually not changed the meal, but we could say that there is flexibility in there because it's going to seem a very different meal to you. I've just given you unlimited options in just one meal. See how simple that can be. But what we did is we kept the foundation of the meal intact. In other words, the caloric levels, if we measured things, and the macro split, the meal is essentially exactly the same. We just swapped a protein for a protein, a carb for a carb, and the vegetables, and then maybe made it taste different, and maybe cooked it in different methods. The, the foundation of the meal remained exactly the same. That's the smart way to move around flexibility. Okay. We didn't remove the meal and add in lasagna, for example. <laughs> like if you go, oh, I'm going to be flexible tonight and I'm going to take out ch my chicken, rice and vegetables. And I'm going to go and eat lasagna. It's a completely different fucking meal. It's got so much more fat in it because of the chicken. You don't, it's a different meal. That's not flexibility. That's just eating what the fuck you like. Okay. The macro basis of that meal would change completely. That's not flexibility. Let's take another option. Let's look at a breakfast. My breakfast is nearly exactly the same. It is exactly the same every day because I love it, which will be oats with whey mixed in it and blueberries, dark chocolate, and possibly a, a sugar-free syrup on top. Right, it's the same. Right, let's imagine someone's having oats and whey and they're bored of it. It could become very something simple like an egg white omelette with a bagel. In other words, I've taken the whey, which is a very clean protein source, and I've just put an egg white omelette. Can't be a full egg omelette because the whey from the original meal doesn't contain fats. I'd be changing the macro split, okay? So an egg white omelet, which is never actually as bad as you might think it is, and then a bagel. It's just, it's the same meal, essentially, just with different food sources. The amounts would be different. Maybe you can't have a whole bagel. Maybe you just have bagel thins or maybe half a bagel. 
Who fucking knows? I don't know. But the 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 integrity of the meal stays the same. So that's and that's 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 actually a, a, an example of a whole meal change. So whereas with the chicken or the the uh, the fish and rice meal, I showed you how you would change individual parts. Oats and whey becomes egg white omelet and bagel. That's a complete food change, and there's nothing about those two meals that are the same except the integrity and the styling of the meal. They're still exactly the same. It's a clean protein source and a, a carb source. Okay, um, that's what good flexibility looks like. It's not oats and whey then becomes all out pancake maple maple syrup and you know, fucking bacon on the side. <laughs> that's not flexibility. That's just throwing out one meal and putting in another. So. This should be opening up an interesting world to you. Maybe you already do this. If you do, well done, awesome. Maybe you're listening to this thinking, ah, I have never done anything like this. And maybe you're thinking it sounds super complicated. It isn't once you've played with it for a little while, once you've done it for a little while. What's important here is being able to look at a food and understand what's in it. But let's, let's go back and understand why would we want to be flexible anyway? Let's just recover this so we understand why are we even doing this? Because ultimately the goal is consistency, folks. When it comes to um, when it comes to food, nutrition, and goal progression, consistency is literally king. That's it. That's it. So what what we need to do is be as flexible as we need to be to remain consistent. Not flexible for the sake of it, not strict for the sake of it, but we need to be a balance between the two to keep things sustainable. You know, um, most. Most will kind of go one end to the other, which will lead to some sort of poor dietary control and poor results. That's either being too strict or that's being too flexible. Um, humans do not actually need a massive amount of uh, a massive menu of food. We do not need a massive menu of food. We need a high quality of selection of foods that like us, not necessarily the foods that we like. There are loads of foods out there that I love that I cannot eat. Well, I can eat, but then my digestive system will very, make it very clear to me that that was not a good choice. And there will be things out there that might do the same to you. Um, but a little bit of choice is good. It makes us feel like we are in control. And here's another aspect when we, we should un understand with food, that food is a social thing. It's a very evolutionarily social thing. When we celebrate, we eat. When we meet up with friends and family, we eat. When we commiserate, we eat. It's, it's an instringic, instringic, that's right, part of our world. But also food is simply fuel. Okay? Understand that. The key to being flexible is, is actually your true understanding of food. Think about this. If I put a food in front of you, an a item of food, do you know what its macro content is? Now, let's forget about all the processed stuff out there because you, you wouldn't be able to know that by looking at it. But if I put a piece of salmon in front of you, would you know what macros it has and kind of what, you know, what ratio? Oh, it's got these, this macro, only this macro, or has it got these two macros and kind of a little bit more of this one than that one? Do you know? If I put oats in front of you, rice in front of you, sweet potato in front of you, avocado in front of you, um, dark chicken meat in front of you. If I put any of these in front of you, do you know what the rough macro content is? I don't mean by the gram, but oh, this, this thing can, chicken breast, it's just protein, Andy, and that's it. Or salmon, right? That's going to be fats and protein. And if you do not know these things, then being flexible is going to be really challenging. And over time, it's going to hurt your results. So I've been following some sort of 
calorie or caloric and macro plan for probably about 19 plus years. I know what's in foods. I can look at a food and go like that, like avocado, it's fat. Not bad fat, it's just fat. So I know if I'm going to eat that and be flexible with that food, it's going to have to change somewhere else in my plan. So I can swap things every single day if I wish to. I can swap things in and out and understand that if I take a certain thing in or out, I need to maybe make an adjustment somewhere else in the day to make up for that. But it's taken me a while to understand how to do that. I didn't know that at the start. It's taken me years of education to learn that. In the early days, I'd eat the same foods at the same time every day. Why? Because it was easy and I got results. It was easy and I got results. Isn't that what we're all looking for? So my suggestion, you know, really at the end of all of this is be as strict as you possibly can at the start. Learn the ropes. Become a food Jedi. Master the basics. Flexibility isn't necessarily a basic. I would suggest getting drilling down on the same meals, the same amounts at the same time of day and starting to understand how do you react to that? How do you perform? What is your body composition like? Your sleep, your stress, how your digestive system works. Start to understand things from the internal outwards and then you can kind of go, hmm, okay, this is working really well. What happens if I swap this one protein source here? Does it work? Does it not work? Swap one thing at a time. Be patient with yourself when you're doing these swaps. Don't Swap one thing one day, one thing the next. that You won't have any clue what is going on. You're lost. So to wrap this up, flexibility is an incredibly useful tool. It's incredibly misunderstood, and I think it's wrongly utilized. I think that's fair to say. I think it just confuses a lot of people. Hopefully some of the things that I've laid out here might just um, start to give you just a little bit of a window into things that would be useful to you. Um, But master the basics first, seriously. Go after picking the right foods that work for you and eat them every day and then just monitor from there. Not being flexible isn't going to fucking kill you. Like I said, if I put you in a prison and just gave you the same foods every day and made you eat them, you'd be thankful for them. Just like the millions of people who are not living in the the first world lovely scenario that we might be. And they're very thankful for exactly the same one or two meals of exactly the same foods every single day. Understand that. Remember that perspective when you're trying to make these decisions for yourself. We live in an overly convenient world, massively. There's so much food choice on our doorstep, it's over-fucking-whelming. And I think that messes a lot of people up. When you go shopping, just go in for the stuff. (laughs) Just go in for the stuff that you need. You know, just walk down the aisle and pick the stuff that you need. It's won and lost when you go shopping. It's not won and lost in the kitchen, as I once thought it was. It's already lost in the kitchen if the foods that you've brought back there are the wrong foods. Because what will happen is you will eat them. Because I do. If I go out and I make a stupid decision and I buy something that I know I shouldn't have done because I was hungry when I was shopping and I bring it back, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to eat it when I'm hungry and in a a moment of like, oh, sod it, I'm just going to eat. I'm going to eat it. Like most of us probably would, because one, we don't want to waste food. And two, we're bloody hungry and this thing's convenient. I'm going to eat it now. Like that's what's going to happen. It's won and lost in the kitchen. So that is going to wrap up today's episode. Um, I really do hope that this has shed a little bit of light onto what can be a kind of cloudy, slightly complicated uh, little subject. Uh, but I hope this has helped. Um, as always, I thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for you know listening to the show and being here and, you know, if you would like to give us a five-star review, um, uh, please do so. It's always really useful. It's lovely to hear some feedback. And, of course, if you know somebody 
out there in your circle who would benefit from this sort of education, this sort of information, please do share the podcast with them. Share the love. I will thank you. For now, my alphas, go and have a killer day. Have a great day. I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.